We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto-Grinders NFL Daily Fantasy Show. This is the Sunday night, Monday morning recap show here on Roto-Grinders. I'm Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. I'm here with my good friend, Sammy Reed. You can find him on Twitter at SammyReedFI. Nate, not with us tonight, has a little stomach virus. Uh, He's he's not feeling it. He, He got a stomach virus, Sammy, from Antonio Brown's performance. <laughs> I mean, I think the best part about this day for me as a Steelers fan is the Steelers screwed everybody and tilted everybody and then still won the game. And that just makes me really happy as like and, somebody who likes chaos. And you did not play Antonio Brown in cash. I didn't. I did not. And and it wasn't even like I was thinking, oh, AB is going to have a bad game. Like I ended up playing AJ Green in cash instead just because – the, the extra money made such a huge difference in terms of like getting oh, to where I wanted to go. Like I, I didn't, I, at the end of the week, I didn't feel like playing Humphreys and I didn't want to do that. So I don't really think Humphreys was the issue. I think playing Antonio Brown is the issue. Just like playing him for these, this price was bad. I think. Well, I mean, what was he? 95. Yeah. I just think like paying more for him than like Todd Gurley was, was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, dude, it's tough. I mean, AB's like a goat, and he always goats, but when you get into that price range, you're basically banking on he must have a monster game for he's this guy. He's got to bank, bank the 100-yard bonus, and he has to score. He, he, exactly, he's, exactly. He's got to do both. Like, even seven for 120 just doesn't it, – it's barely, like, getting no, there. It's not 3X, but it's, like, weighted. It's not great enough. Yeah. So – well, I, I'm going to go ahead and assume you scored more points than me this week. Uh, I did. I scored 151 and change in cash. I'm like, I'm like honestly embarrassed. Like, <laughs> let it, let it out, dude. Tell us, no. tell us what happened. Just, just me a culpa, Davis. I mean, what happened is, I just, I hit every single portion of the bad chalk, and I got off like my, like my strongest take of the week. Which was you have to play the Rams defense, <laughs> and you got off. That was my number one take of the week, and I didn't play them so that I could fit in Antonio Brown. Like Antonio Brown was not part of my strategy the whole week until Sunday morning, and 
and I just like, we'll talk about it as we go through line of construction, but cause I have some more thoughts on it. So let's just go ahead and start with your team. Okay. Um, I did, I went with Fitzpatrick and cash. I assume you did the same. Yeah. And even seeing how bad the results were, feel pretty okay about it. Think it yeah, was- I'm fine with it. He was like 23% owned. I'm just looking at a single entry, $25 double up. He was 23% owned in it. You know, he's like 4.9, whatever, scored 11 and change. Like, it's not quite value, but it made the rest of the lineup work, and there is value in that. So, so the only thing is, is that if you if you look at it retrospectively, uh, <laughs> Bethard was, was the play. So – I was on a lot of plays in this game because of the pace of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And there are two bad defenses. But what made, to you, what made that, that San Francisco and Giants game different than the Jets and Tampa Bay game? Is it just pace? It was, it was the pace because I didn't even really realize this until Sunday morning, but guys who are a little bit sharper than me in the chat that I'm in were, were pointing out how slow Tampa Bay played. And the 49ers are the exact opposite. And also the fact that I was like, lock buttoning Garrett Selleck and Carlos Hyde should have been an indication that I was at least expecting some positive results from the 49ers and completely ignoring um, the quarterback spot there was, was not good. Yeah, but it, dude, you, if you rock Bethard and Hyde and Selleck in the same lineup, like you're going all in on the 49ers in cash, which I mean, I was all in on the Buccaneers with their backup quarterback in cash though. <laughs> so, Wait, what other butts did you have besides Fitzmagic? I mean, I, oh. I, play, I played Humphreys. Gotcha, gotcha. I, okay, I, and I don't feel I don't feel bad about playing a minimum price Bucks wide receiver. I feel bad about playing the wrong one. Yeah, Godwin. Godwin was kind of a good play. Like I played him in GPPs. No, he was just straight up a better. Like I'm going to be real. Like my focus was not great this morning. I was setting lineups on my phone. Like it was not. Like I I did not play my whole normal volume, and it, it like absolutely showed in my decision making process. Like it, it was it was a bad effort for me. So 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 here's the thing. Like I was I was bummed. I had this meeting on Friday, so I couldn't step in for Kitchen on the Swolecast. And then I'm like rolling home and I like, you know, put my phone up on the, on the dashboard like a fish and start watching the soul cast. You had a good show. Like you had good takes. And I always wonder what happens from Friday to Sunday with you. I mean, what happened is that I was certainly not going to be playing Antonio Brown and I got <laughs> lured into playing Antonio Brown. And, and it just, I honestly cannot remember a time where playing him in cash games has ever worked for me. It's always been bad. It always leads me to making suboptimal decisions. You Matic mushed it. I think he probably would have done really good if you didn't have him in. I mean, I even said on the show, like on the Swolecast, I was like, guys, when I play him, he has his terrible like three for 40 games. Like he, he does not work for me. It's exactly what I did to him. Oh, my fishy friend. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry AB didn't work out for you. But it's great for me because you text me during the day and you're just so mad at the Steelers and you're like, God, your team sucks. They're so bad. They're such fish. They're idiots. And then they, you know, they come back and win. And, you know, it just and, and, makes... not, and not only that, my team got sunned by Matt Ryan. <laughs> so, so true. So good, good, good Sunday. Good Sunday all around. Strong. Yeah. All right, so so Fitzpatrick, I, I actually think even before the game started, like before the cards flipped over, Bethard was a straight-up better play. I mean... I think it was close, and I don't think that I ever would have taken Bethard personally just because I would err on the side 
of taking a guy who I've seen perform really well in the NFL before. But I, I think the math would say you take the guy who's going to run more plays. The, the fishy, the other fishy part is that Mike Evans was not playing. It's not like Fitzpatrick was just stepping in. Right. I didn't, I didn't hate that. I didn't think that that was a huge issue personally. I mean, <laughs> in retrospect, I think I should have thought it was a bigger issue. Fair, um, yeah, fair enough. Like that does yeah. change the composition of the offense. Yeah. So I, that game, that game like moved through like several key numbers towards the over and was just real bad. <laughs> so somebody on Twitter was like, we posted a poll and they were like, is this game going to go over 43 and a half or, you know, are, are you a fish and it's going under? And I'm like, Oh, it's going over for sure. <laughs> and it didn't, it, it didn't even get close, man. No, 25 points in that game. That was bad. That was bad. Should have stayed away from that. Running backs, we have the same three, I think. Bell, Powell, Hyde. Yes. Um, I actually had a pretty hard decision. I thought Hyde was a lock. I mean, Powell, like, it sucked that he sucked, but I I just – I don't think he was a bad play. Like, I'd do that again. I don't think Uh, there was – you know, I mean, the most tilting thing of the week for me is that I've been writing uh, Mark Ingram's dick for quite some time now. Oh yeah. D- didn't have him. Didn't have him. Oh. This is the first time in what a month I haven't played him in cash. Yeah. It, me yeah. too. Me too. But I don't know. Like it, it seemed like a tougher spot and it really wasn't that tough a spot. Like New Orleans put hands on the bills. Just, just crushed them, dude. No, I mean, no, no passing TDs for breeze. 184 yeah, he, passing yards, no passing TDs. He got that. He got that rushing touchdown at the end, where his like top end speed was clocked at three miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, saved saved his uh, his his seasonal owners there. Dude, Ingram, twenty one carries for one thirty one and three touchdowns. Yeah, was was just a smash. I would just like to point out though, um, the the people who who opted to play Howard instead of Hyde, you got what you deserved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, we'll go into that a little bit. Like, I thought Hyde was better than Howard because he catches, but go into yeah. why you think that. Um, I mean, people just believe that because Hundley is bad that the entirety of the uh, Packers team is bad. It's just not the case, right? Yeah, but the Packers, the Packers defense is really bad. Uh, yes, but the entirety of the Bears is bad. The coaching staff um, – that just name name me a blue chipper on the Bears roster. I can't do that for you. Yeah, like it just I didn't make any sense that people were like, well, obviously this is just going to be a smash spot where the Bears win by ten. Like they're not even letting their quarterback throw really. I just I mean I I had a decent amount of Howard and GPPs, so that didn't really work out. I, I did the Howard and Bears defense stack in a lot of my tournament lineups, and that was not fire. Yeah, I I did your stupid Bears take. <laughs> was not good and also, i mean dude when you when you hear silva just talking about how hunley is probably the worst quarterback and the most scared quarterback he's ever seen and then he goes on the road to soldier field it's like dude i, I, I wanted to agree with him on the show though right i don't know he only got 15 carries like I thought, I mean, he got like 30-something the week before. I thought he was a lock for like 20-plus. So. Yeah, but he's the thing. He is, he is, I mean, he's the most game script-dependent guy you would ever consider, right? Yes. Like, he's LeGarrette Blount. 
Yeah, and that's yeah, that's, and that's why I wouldn't play him in cash because things could turn poorly because both these teams are bad, and indeed it did turn out poorly. Yeah, I just think that was like bad process. Like it's like the week people played Marshawn Lynch, it was just bad. Well, I, I did play Marshawn Lynch that week. I, yeah, think. Yeah. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. I'm not right now. I'm not berating you. I'm berating all the same people who didn't play Burton last week. <laughs> Because I guarantee you that Venn diagram of people who played Hyde <laughs> and the people who didn't play Burton is just a big old circle. It's just it's just three circles. It's like didn't play Burton, didn't play Hyde, have skills, yeah, <laughs> and there's this but, huge intersection. But also, imagine me berating people right now, considering what I did this week. <laughs> That's also not great. I mean, I think I think what you did is way more interesting than what I did. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. All right. So wide receiver. This is this is what. This is where I ruined it. Like it's everything. Well, and I guess we should talk about Powell. I mean, I, I guess it just happens, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, he ended up splitting a lot more work than I thought that than like everybody thought he would. And, and I wouldn't even say that's really what happened in terms of the ground game, but it's that McGuire had four receptions and he had one. Right, and seven targets for Maguire. Yeah, so, so he at the, at the point in which he was losing passing down work to Maguire, he was just drawing dead. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that ended up being bad. I didn't think that would be the case. They've used him in the passing game quite a bit. So I didn't really foresee that. Maybe I should have. But, dude, it's like Tampa, Tampa's got a bad defense. They're worse against the pass than against uh, the rush. But I thought he'd get plenty of passing work. I didn't think it was like an issue. And for 4K – he made the the rest of the lineups work. So, I don't know. I, I don't really regret it. I, I think it was just a bad outcome. No. I mean, I, the, the one thing I will say is that I think people who, like, got on anyone who played Ivory the last couple of weeks where he was an option, who also just immediately jumped on Powell, I think that it was a very similar situation. Like, I don't think we could have had 100% role certainty for uh, Powell. Right, and I played I played Ivory the week before last week, so I did the same thing. Like, dude, when when a starting running back goes down and another guy steps into his stead, even if he's going to get seventy five percent of the work you think he is that the guy would have gotten, and he's half the price. I mean, that's just it's just value. Mm. And on DraftKings, when things are so tight, you you kind of need it to make stuff work. And I mean, Powell was seventy one and a half percent owned in cash. It's like. I don't know. If he busts, it doesn't even hurt you that bad. Yeah, com- completely agree. Um, okay, wide receiver. Uh, you, you did what I think was the right thing even before the cards turned over, and I, I realized this too late, but why don't you tell me, why don't you tell the folks who you got? I, I went with uh, Green, Shepard, and Golden Tate as my... Correct answer. That was the 100% correct answer. I did the worst possible 2v2 yes. view, which was Antonio Brown and Humphreys versus uh, Shepard and A.J. Green. And it's just – it's so painfully obvious that your side is better from both a projection and a result standpoint that I, I can't believe I made this error. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were, like, sharing lineup. We were, like, texting each other our lineups. Was that, like, super early this morning, I think? And – or maybe it was last night. I don't remember. But – you know, Nate like showed, like sent his fish lineup over, and I sent my lineup over. And you you looked at Nate's, you're like, yeah, that's way better, bro. Like Nate's is fire. Yeah, but like the thing is, is I I really do just believe Antonio Brown's really not a good cash game play. 
I mean, I, 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 I don't know that I agree, but I think when just price sensitive, like you look at AJ Green and it's like, what are their, like if there are two poker hands going against each other, I mean, Brown's what, like a 60, 40 favorite, maybe three to two. Oh no, no, no. 45, 55. Yeah. Because like, you just have to factor in that the, the, the biggest thing that people are not factoring in with San Antonio Brown week to week now, I think, is that uh, like the Steelers all, are super stupid. <laughs> well, not because the Steelers are super stupid, well, but that's part of it. But also, like his the whole sample of his career is based on Big Ben being an elite quarterback. Yes, and Ben is confirmed really bad. Yeah, Ben he's, is, con- ben is confirmed good. like Ryan Fitzpatrick now. I wish Ben was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I would trade him for Ryan Fitzpatrick in a freaking second. I'm dead serious. Yeah, so, like, that's just, like, straight up got to be part of, like, what we're thinking about, right? Like, I'm not being crazy for saying, like, that's, like, a real – it's, like, a real issue. No, it's it's a legit concern. And the other part of my concern is I thought we'd blow Indianapolis out. Like, every time this happens, every time I'm like, oh, we're facing a weak team, we're going we're gonna to mess them up. And it's like, no, dude, this is what the Steelers do. They goof around against super bad teams on the road, and it just they do it every time. It's like so predictable. But yeah, that they was let the freaking reason. Browns cover. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. So this is like part of the reason why I didn't think AB was a must in cash is because I thought we'd roll by twenty and he wouldn't get like ten plus targets. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he like. I don't know. Like, honestly, just very unlike me. To, to make a decision, like not unlike me to make a bad decision, unlike me to make a bad decision where it leads to me playing the expensive wide receiver. Like very rarely do I try and play these expensive wide receivers in cash. I think generally it's pretty bad to do that just because instead you could be spending that same money on an elite running back. And it's so much better to do that. Like this goes back to the Jack Doyle versus Chris Ivory argument that we had last week. Like it's just better to invest like – the higher the dollar amount gets, the more I want a running back to be responsible for those dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Especially running backs like Bell. Like, Bell had a crappy game, and he still had 112 total yards and five receptions. Yeah, and, like, Gurley had Gurley had a bad game and still got 20. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, I actually really considered using Gurley over Bell, and just the deciding factor is I was like, I don't want to go stealer list in cash. But just just – Bell versus Gurley because there was a whatever eleven hundred dollar difference. I mean, Gurley would have smashed, but like McVeigh's actually really sharp and just stops using Gurley. He doesn't run him into the ground when they're blowing teams out. By the way, how crazy is it how good the Rams are? I dude, I, it's unbelievable. Like they're super freaking good. Like they're they're legit one of the best offenses in the NFL. And it almost took me until this week to like really internalized that and I don't know I've just been waiting for some sort of crash and it doesn't seem to be happening one of my one of my buddies who like kind of like sports bets and stuff texts me like kind of every week just asking me if I think there's any good bets and pretty much every morning I'm just like why don't you just bet on the Rams because they just smash everybody (laughs) I mean they just and and late in the game but like they really pour it on because they get this lead and then they start like play actioning on Gurley and everyone's like, Oh, Gurley's getting the ball. And then they just do these like little slip play action slip screens out to the side. And like, 
Woods is scoring and Watkins is scoring, and they're just like getting all these cheap touchdowns because yeah, Robert Woods just scores like an eighty-yard touchdown every week now. Yeah, it's no big deal to Woods. It's it's all good to Woods. Like he's, he, I mean, this offense is awesome. It's super fun to watch. No, and, it turns out you just got to get away from Tyrod. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that that might be part of it. Like the Tyrod truthers, it was not a good no, day. For huge, them. huge debut for Kelvin Benjamin. Huge. <laughs> Just, just crushed it, dude. I mean, he came out there and was just ready to go. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. So, I mean, A, it almost like uh, – we'll talk about this later. But basically, like, I just – I didn't want Humphreys in cash. I, I, just, I wrote him up, and the, as the week went on, I just felt worse and worse about him. Like, this could be a – two for 17 type game and it kind of was no and I, I mean, just the thing the thing that happened is that Godwin was announced as like he's going to be in the two wide so at that point it didn't make any sense to stick with Humphreys yeah yeah it was just it was just bad and like dude when you have Green Shepherd and Tate like I just felt like all those guys had such a strong floor. yeah I mean you like I this, like I I think you made those were the three optimal guys to play well, and and Thielen, and I, obviously. I honestly, was... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. I don't actually even know exactly what AJ Green did, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think those were the right guys. Yeah, Green Green smashed. He went five for one fifteen in a touch. Oh my god, the Lef- I can't believe I missed this LaFell game though. <laughs> this is dude. This is like very. Uh, if you'd hit the bonus, I mean, that would have probably sent you sent you into insta tilt. I mean, six for ninety five and a touchdown for LaFell. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when you just spend all season just jamming in Brandon LaFell, and then you finally get off him, and he gets ten targets and ninety five yards and a touchdown. Yeah, it's... I didn't even take him in any tournament teams. I don't think, which is got to be the first week. It's very very anti brand of you. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, and, and Golden Tate, obviously, I just, I think everyone agreed Stafford was the best QB play, like, regardless of price. Yes. And Tate is his best wide receiver, who gets the most consistent target share, like, yeah, it was just an auto play. Yeah, and Marvin Jones had, like, that bad matchup against McCourty, and I, I, I thought Jones would do a lot better. I mean, he's been getting 10-plus targets every game. Like, I played him in FanDuel cash, but on DraftKings, I was just like, dude, Tate's just... Dude, when you're playing cash games, it's like, dude, you got to go for that floor. And, and Tate has it while Jones doesn't. This, this game that Antonio Brown had today, by the way, I just like looked up on his pro football reference. Um, I mean, it's like crazy how bad contextually this game is. Fuck it's like his worst game ever. So, like, so like obvi- he didn't play very much in 2010. But, yeah, this is his worst game since 2015. Wow. And you just and you just like pounded ninety five hundred bucks into it. Oh uh, yeah, I was just like, well, I mean, obviously. You just- <laughs> <laughs> so, tight, 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 tight. Um, tight end though. Did you do the right thing? I'm assuming yeah. you did. Of course I did. Of course yeah. I did. I, I I actually I think that Garrett Selleck, not quite the Trey Burton level, but yeah, I think like what tight end play was so good this week that you couldn't play Selleck. I guess yeah, like. I mean, it, and, and originally, early in the week, you know, there were some guys I liked, like Clay um, on Buffalo. I liked him, and I liked uh, Cameron Brait. And then, you know, it was just like, dude, when you're trying to get all these good guys in, you want to punt defense and you want to punt tight end, and all of a sudden you get this tight end against the Giants who give up touchdowns every week, and he's min-price, and it's just like, okay. And 
Yeah, it was great. It was super. He was only 24%. 24%, Davis. That means 76% of the people out there have gills and scales and sleep with their eyeballs open. Like they not only that, violence. but Selleck, Selleck said after the game he heard that he was asleep for <laughs> fantasy and that he had to try and get everyone points. Such a goat. Such yeah. a goat. <laughs> confirmed he, he is or is not related to uh, what's his name? Brent Selleck? Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's like the anti-Martellus Bennett, basically, at this point. You know? He's just like, I do care about your fantasy team. I'm, I'm going I'm to do some things to, to make it go. And he did. Thank you, well, well, Garrett good for you, good for you, Martellus Bennett. You inspired Dwayne Allen's first catch of the year. By <laughs> so solid. Yeah. So solid. So, so, actually, the reason I did not want to play your lineup, Sammy, uh-huh was because of what you had to do at defense. Oh. Well, not many people liked what I did at defense. Uh, the Falcons defense special teams, 0.9% owned. Yeah. And uh, it was the play, right? They, they did well? Uh, yeah, they got 16 points, dude. I mean, we didn't... Oh, I did not realize they did that well. Oh, yeah. Like, Claiborne, dude, Claiborne himself had, like, six sacks to his face. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to overreact to that because, like, I, I don't actually – I don't think in general that was the play, but I think it does highlight that, like, really trying to make rigid decisions based on defense is not great. Right, and, and I was trying to tell you this. I'm like, dude, you can't get caught, like, oh, I have to play the Rams defense. I have to. Because here's the thing, like I, – I didn't play the Rams defense, but I feel really stupid that I didn't. Because I, <laughs> I, I do think that they legit have, like, a 10.4. <laughs> You're such a fish. You got off the Rams defense, and then you didn't even go down to the Falcons. Yeah. No, I played the Bears. <laughs> Which, I mean, I didn't think the Bears were bad. I, I thought they were a fine play. Here's why I like the Falcons, because Zeke was out and Tyron Smith was out. So, I mean, dude, we've seen this, like, the last couple weeks. Like, people playing, like, the Saints, and, like, I don't remember who it was last week, but these 2000 to $2,400 defenses who are home favorites – um, and then, and then, you know, two key p- players on the uh, on on Dallas's offense were out, and it's like I wasn't expecting them to smash like this. But I mean, you're a home favorite, and the the other offense is missing significant pieces. It just, dude, it just made sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you ran one. I'm proud of you. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, it was good. It was it was good. It was good. It's it, it's I've had a pretty good run here, so I'm I'm happy with it. I'm just doing the just the most defeated show. <laughs> You, dude, you sound defeated. I'm. I mean, it's probably best that we don't have Nate on here because Nate's sick and he's also it's a fish. Antonio Brown, man, he just lives to do this to me. Because <laughs> before Daily Fantasy, like, like not before Daily Fantasy, but before I played so much money in Daily Fantasy, I was doing all that seasonal stuff, and it was just always people being like, "Well, none of your hypotheses can be right because Antonio Brown and Greg Jennings exist." <laughs> Greg Jennings was a goat. Um, yeah, he was okay. Yeah, dude, he was he was great. He actually killed the Steelers in the in the '09 Super Bowl. So, you know who actually ruined all my models back then? I bet if you think about it for a second, you can figure it out. Uh, is it an old guy? I mean, yeah, he does not play anymore. Uh, Donald Driver. Uh, same era of player, different conference. Different conference. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to guess it. Mar- Marvin Harrison. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, he, I mean, he was Antonio Brown before Antonio Brown was Antonio Brown. I mean, he was actually probably better. Uh, well, take, take it easy. Except he killed a guy. <laughs> he did. I, I don't know if people know that, but uh, he did kill a guy. He confirmed killed somebody. Yeah, like it's uh, not really a joke. He he did. He was like the nicest, most well mannered dude. I <laughs> is that a, is that CT bro? Yeah. Um, all right. So, do you want to talk about some things that you learned this week? I don't have much other than um, Case Keenum baller. Yeah, he, he is a baller. I mean, just just in that regard. You never want to overreact, but I don't think this is an overreaction. That no, Adam I mean, the Thielen, Vikings are seven and two, man. Yeah, and Adam Thielen is a goat. Oh, Terrell Pryor though he he's dead. I, I'm just looking at these box scores, and I'm like, man, Pryor like didn't even really play. I mean, he's single handedly like crushing my MFL ten portfolio. Like, you know who's crushing mine? <laughs> uh, Dwayne Allen. I took him as my backup tight end in all these drafts. No, you didn't. No, I did. I thought it was so sharp. Because Gronk's going to get hurt and he's just going to beast? No, because they always use the second tight end. Like, hey, it's he, been like eight years since they haven't had a second tight end be usable in fantasy. You got to catch tonight. You know, things are trending up, bro. Yeah, no, his first catch went for 11 yards and a touchdown. Lit. <laughs> um, I mean, dude, Adam Thielen has eight or more targets in every game this year but one. Yeah, he's, uh, he's good. He's super good, and he's, like, super good after the catch, too, which, I mean, there, there are some receivers who can, like, make plays after the catch or some who aren't. Like, I don't think Hopkins is, like, a great after-the-catch receiver, that one, like, slip screen that he busted against Seattle notwithstanding. He's usually, like, a go-up-and-catch-it-and-fall-down guy. Like, Thielen can, like, run after the catch, and I think that, like, helps him out a lot. Nate's going to come find you. I don't. I don't care about Nate and his fishy ass lineup. Like, come come at me with your 115 points, bro, or 120, whatever he did. I don't care about Nate, dude. Austin Eckler balled on <laughs> on Melvin Gordon today, man. <laughs> did Nate play Melvin Gordon? <laughs> no, but it would be amazing because Eckler had five receptions for 77 yards and two touchdowns and 10 carries for 42 yards, while Melvin Gordon had 16 carries for 27 yards. And this is so bad. Five catches for 15 yards. <laughs> Do you think they're like, they're, they're just, the coaches are sitting around in San Diego like, you know, I think we should start giving Eckler a little more work over this Melvin Gordon guy. I mean, just think about how, like, like obviously Melvin like looks discouraging to watch play football normally. Correct. And that's him trying as hard as he can. Imagine how discouraging he is to watch in practice. <laughs> You're just you're just pissed all all week. You're like, who? What's this guy doing? Yeah, I mean, they took him in the in the middle of the first round. This is I mean, what the Chargers did. They took Melvin Gordon in the middle of the first round. Yeah, and he's like not very good though. No. Although I will say, like the last running back I kind of said stuff like this about was Gurley, and now I'm like Team Gurley. Like Gurley's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I'm gonna be honest with you though. Didn't learn a ton this week. Like, I, I can't think of anything super actionable I took out of setting lineups to move to next week to, like, things to consider. Well, I guess that the 49ers offense, regardless of who the quarterback, the pace still does make those guys valuable. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a real good take. Because I think we're at this point in the season, Davis, where, I don't know, it's not that we're not going to learn things, but 
we're starting, I mean, things are starting to take hold and they're starting to form. We know that the Rams are like a great offense. I mean, they just are. And I think the thing that I took away from this, I mentioned it earlier, but dude, McVay is super sharp. And when they have a 20 point lead, he doesn't all of a sudden just start like girly, girly, girly clouded dust. He knows they're going to the playoffs. He's saving Gurley. Gurley only got 11 carries, you know? He, and then they, they brought in, you know, they've been bringing in, uh, what's his name, Malcolm Brown? Is that the backup who got hurt? Yeah. And then, uh, and then they brought in Dunbar at the end today, and they were just doing play actions. to get, Like, they're not wearing him out. And I think we need to take a look at that for daily fantasy and not just say, oh, this super positive game script is going to, you know, make Gurley smash because I think they're just being really sharp about it. Um, Robbie Anderson. I think we should mention Robbie Anderson. I mean, Three. he's just very, very good. He's just, dude, he had three receptions of 20 or more yards today. He had, two recep- he had two receptions of 20 yards and one of 38 for a touchdown. And he's that guy who was like popping in the air yards model at the beginning of the season, but not a lot of production. And if you stuck with him or you start playing him at depressed prices, all of a sudden he's like scored in four straight games. Like he's a legit deep threat. Yeah. And like Curse was running hot on the tight, like the touchdowns earlier in this year. But yeah, it's like Robbie Anderson and Safarian Jenkins are like, like McCown had a bad game. The offense had a bad game and they, they both produced like fantasy usable results. For sure. And I, I think, you know, we, we kind of already knew this about the giants, but Shepard and Ingram are the only two legit receivers they have. And they're going to be behind because they're terrible and are egregious and they're going to have to throw a lot. And those are the guys dominating all the targets. So Shepard and Ingram, like Ingram's way priced up. I assume Shepard will be next week. I haven't looked at the pricing yet, but yeah, me either. I mean, that's that's just that thing where it's like kind of easy throws, middle of the middle of the field guys that you know Eli can easily see and just throw to, and they're getting a ton of targets. Like Shepard had thirteen targets today, Ingram had nine, and nobody else had any. I mean, my boy Roger Lewis did score a touchdown. Oh, your homie. I I like do think he's good, but he's not going to get enough targets to be like usable. I think. You, you should have just played Lewis and LaFell and stuck on brand and things would have been great for you. If I played both, both, of Brand. both of those guys, I for sure would have played Antonio Brown. <laughs> true. Very true. So, um, okay, dude, let's, uh, let's do this Monday, Thursday slate and uh, get out of here. If you guys are tilting at us for not talking enough about things we learned, uh, sorry. It, it really was not that illuminating to me personally. Yeah. 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 It is, um, it is what it is. So Monday night we have Miami at Carolina and uh, Thursday night we have Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Thank God Pittsburgh, not on the main slate. Don't have to deal with it. Huge sigh of relief right here. Um, both of these games are like, are, are just big swings. Like Carolina's minus nine, Pittsburgh's minus eight. Here's, here's uh, the thing though, like very randomly, you're going to get really good ownership percentages relative to what they would normally be in a two game slate on these Pittsburgh guys. Uh, go into that a little bit. Well, just people are tilted. Like, even if it swings 5%, people are, are tilted about the performance of the Steelers, and they're setting their lineups right now. Correct, correct. So tilt away. Um, I actually, I mean, I, this is, I would never, I just look at this in a GPP sense. Like, does sure. anybody play cash on these slates at all? No, I'm, well, yes. I mean, some people love the short slate cash games. Like, uh, I, I will say I know for a fact, like, the the high stakes action on the short slates can often be quite soft. 
Wow. Okay. Well, either way, I would jam in Antonio Brown. I really would. I think that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you play, you do the onslaught. Yeah. Go, go onslaught. Here's the other thing. I really like, like I'll throw out Corey Davis right now because you have to understand that Corey Davis just played almost all the snaps in this game. He got 10 targets and he's only 4.2 and Pittsburgh just lost Joe Hayden. And I don't think, and, and I think Mitchell got hurt as well. So that's two key like veteran pieces of that secondary that relies on communication and people being in their zone, super zone heavy teams. So with young or inexperienced players like that zone can crack a lot easier. So I, I would, I, I really like like the Pittsburgh game stack, bringing it back with a guy like Rashard Matthews or Corey Davis. I mean, I think Corey Davis is like a great play. I think that, uh, so Martavis actually played a little bit more than I thought he would. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he did a couple of things. Like he did some egregious things. Yeah. He lost uh, like, nine yards on his soul rush. Yes. And then the, the very first pass that was intended for him, you know, they're, they're trying to go deep to him early and then gets picked off. It was more Ben's fault than anything, but you know, he ended up catching a two point conversion later and he converted, I think a third down that looked good later in the, in the game. But I mean, he's definitely like a flyer, like they're trying to get like two to three plays per game to him and they go out of their way to like scheme it for him. And if he converts, they're great, but he hasn't been doing a good job, but, Tennessee's Tennessee's secondary is awful, bro. It's awful. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Um, yeah, I think I just think that they're so clearly the the option. Like, if you're a multi multi GPP sort of fella, you you just lock in Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown, and you run your 150 lineup permutations from there. Do you? So obviously, the two underdogs are Miami and Tennessee. Do you like? any of the guys from these offenses? Like, would you use them as staple plays? Maybe McCaffrey? Yeah. Mm, well, I'm, I mean, he's Carolina, I but, uh, like, on the Miami side. The guy who's perfect for this slate is Stills. Oh, yeah. You love Stills. No, I don't. He's just You do. Yards. He's just the air yards guy. He's like, dude, he's like your Jermaine Curse on, no, on Miami. No, no, no. He's not. He's not. He. I would say Stills would be the air yards guy. And then, no, Curtis Samuel is actually who I really like in this slate. Okay. Curtis, Curtis Samuel is actually a lock. I'm being stupid. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Like, not, I guess, a lot, as lock as a guy can be on a slate like this. But, like, I, I love his role in this offense. And I'm very convinced that, like, speedsters like him are going to be more productive over the long term than guys like Funches or Benjamin Wood. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I like the camp to Funchess uh, because Miami's secondary is really bad, too. I mean, N- Newton is just so bad at throwing in these tight windows. Like, he really is. He's really not good at it. Like, dude, I, I kid you not, he might be a, a pretty fire tournament play. I feel bad saying it, but it's an awful, like, two-game slate. I just, I mean, Miami's defense is really, really, really bad. I'm, and, not, I'm not a Cam hater. No, you, you love Cam. Yeah, but, no, no issues with playing Cam here. Yeah, like I, I do like a Cam to Funches stack. Like I built one lineup and it was built around that. I mean, like the, Steelers, the Steelers onslaught is the best play though. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, I agree. I is there... Happens if you do, okay, Steelers onslaught. Uh, let's just say we go with the Dolphins defense. Who's the best tight end play? I, I guess <laughs> Dixon, right? Yeah, it's probably Dixon. I mean, th- these tight ends are, like, straight awful. I don't have the... Yeah, this is a real 
gross tight end slate. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the snap counts for Pittsburgh, but I was watching Vance, the game. Vance had two catches. Yeah, it seemed like Vance was the guy on the field all the time. Like I don't even I don't even remember seeing Jesse James, and let's he's just, let's, just, let's put in Vance and let's see what we can do here, wide receiver. So uh, go go Ben Vance. Bell and Brown? Are we yeah. just jamming it all? Yeah, we, we got Corey Davis, and then in the flex we have, uh, I don't know who do we got. We got Damian Williams. Like, like I don't think that's great. Like, obviously, don't copy this team, but yeah, you you can do that Steelers onslaught with McCaffrey pretty easily. I mean, that oh yeah, the, that would be the basis, and then I would I would rotate. Uh, Drake and Williams and some tournament lineups because I don't think Carolina is like so suffocating and Williams had six targets in that first game. Yeah, and it seemed like they were they were splitting both carries and passing down work like it wasn't real segmented between them. Yeah, so I think I and either one of them could you know forty one forty five yard touchdown from a guy like that swings the whole slate. Yeah, dude, I, I I just made a I just made a fire lineup like Vance McDonald and Ed Dixon in tight end and flex. And then just jamming in like Bell and Brown and Ben and McCaffrey and Corey Davis and Funchess, like it's fire. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Dude, I, uh, I love it. I might play some cash on this slate like a fish. Very, we'll just post a five k and you'll get some soft action, probably. <laughs> Easy game. No, just sell some of your Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't sell any Bitcoin now, bro. It's down. Ugh. It's down. I, I just we, people have downloaded and listened to this podcast. The Bitcoin's back up. What's that? Let's hope by the time people have downloaded and listened to this, that uh, Bitcoin is back up. Oh yeah. Well, dude. I mean, I'm I'm almost at the place where I want Bitcoin to go down because I want to buy more of it. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I think maybe Nate isn't actually sick. He's just losing so much money on this Bitcoin semi crash right now. <laughs> He's just, he played Antonio Brown and all his Bitcoin is going down and he's just like pounding Red Bulls alone in his room. That is a nice thing. Like knowing that I own Bitcoin right now does make losing at DFS a little easier. (laughs) (laughs) I at least know my money's trying to work for me. I mean, I like, I try to keep like no money on the DFS sites because I don't trust them at all. And so I just like transfer money off DFS when I win and buy Bitcoin with it and then sit back and like try to get rich. It's great. Wow. What a life you live, Sammy. Easy, easy game, bro. It's an easy game. I'm surprised at 58 years old that you found the transaction of money. (laughs) I was trying to explain Bitcoin to my 70 year old uh, father-in-law and (laughs) he was like, helpless. Yeah, it was. He's like, "That's a scam," you know. That's that's not even backed by the government. And I'm like, "That's right." <laughs> I, I anytime Bitcoin has come up at a family thing for me, I'm just like, "I don't, guys, please stop." Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bad conversation to go down. I think uh, I think Manzanelli. One of, my, one of my cousins got in when it, Bitcoin was worth like twenty dollars a coin. Like he got in in. Yeah, like he he like just like travels the country and does whatever he wants because he got rich off of uh, buying a bunch of bitcoins when they were worth nothing. Oh, I mean, I, I want that life. I mean, we're like buying it. You know, we're all pumped when we got it at like thirty five hundred or forty five hundred, and there are people out there who got you it at know, like you know. I was in on it when it was worth five hundred fifty dollars, and just R.I.P. <laughs> Is this when you bet it against the Cowboys? Yeah, when I bet it against Cowboys. Was when it was five fifty. 
And they won it 28 nothing against the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think the Bengals scored in that game. <laughs> You're such a fish. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm the dumbest fish. I'm, 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 you you like legit lost like seven grand on that game. <laughs> for, I mean, yeah, probably about no, 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 no. probably lost like a thousand though. <laughs> oh, oh man, man, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. Well, you know. It is what it is. Everyone, make sure to get your Ed Dixon lineups in. Uh, eat Arby's. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us here at the uh, Roto Grinders uh, NFL Daily Fantasy Show. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddox. You can find Sammy at Sammy Reed FI. And uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with uh, you know a lighter mood, some more to talk about next week because uh, I'm not going to let Antonio Brown get me again.